Holy mama. There it is. <laughs> we're, that's how you know. Uh, we're back. Welcome to the Pure Joy Project, episode 10 here. Woo. Um, you guys still listen to us. 10 weeks. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, <laughs> here you are. But uh, my name is Paul Lanigan. I'm Bennett Diffley. You're... And I am Daniel. You killed me. My name is Daniel Reed. My guy, D. Reed. Dude, I've been are. waiting to do that year for like three weeks he now. He finally mustered up the courage to just make it happen. Yeah. yeah. You know what's I exciting, dude? Oh, sorry, Paul. What? No, Tell you're me. good. We are... Uh, we're talking about dating today. Ooh. What a topic. What a... I mean, this literally could be like a three-hour episode of us just sitting here having this conversation, if not more. Will it be? No. Because Spotify (laughs) Spotify will not play an episode longer than an hour and 30 minutes. So we cannot go uh, three hours. But we can – this will be a multi-part bit. So kind of um, right now it's like the – we're talking about the the foundation and the boundaries and the like – like like walking biblically in that relationship. And then we'll go into more like Q and a in the future, um, different things. To... Yo, we should do a call in. Like oh, we, we like... literally will. It, Yo, will... that'd be sick. So, so right, that's that. the plan. Yeah. That we'll All do right. a more of like a Q and a throw something on the Instagram story to get people like what they actually want to hear rather than mm-hmm. just laying a baseline. Um, but right now giving the intro, letting people know that we're not idiots. Praise God on the topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of the goal of this episode is to let people know that like we know a little bit, you know, through experience, through um, a lot of failure and a lot of wise yeah. people and uh, experience that we know a thing or two about dating and doing it biblically. And yeah, so I uh, think, yeah, sick. I think that's super, super important uh, to note is that we always say uh, to learn from people wiser than you and to. Uh, study with people wiser than you and and um that's all that's great but it doesn't always come from somebody wiser than you sometimes you got to walk um through things on your own and we definitely uh have in this area of expertise in dating so sometimes um, you just gotta suck and learn from that you know what i'm saying before we hop into that and just absolutely just get passionate and let the spirit guide our conversation there uh how was your week danny Oh, this last week, so good. Let me tell you about it. So, classes are going well. Had a big test today. think I did all right. I was the first one done, though, okay? And so, that's just like, what does that mean, you know? Yo, yo the first, I was one, the first done, one done either gets an A or an F. That's like proven. That's what I'm saying, dude. For real. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know which one it is. So, that happened. But other than that, what else has been going on? It snowed. Actually, it didn't really snow. It iced here. Like it was, it was literally seventy degrees. Right. I went on this super long nature walk with Lindsay and a bunch of my friends on Sunday afternoon, and then Monday, I was wearing like these the warmest jacket I had on, like underneath the warmest coat and like my warmest hoodie, and I was still freezing. I was not. Wasn't. I was big cold. It was fourteen degrees. Yeah, bro. It was horrible, but. Started a new topic at my church about uh, mental illness. You know, something that the church is historically silent on, and it's just been a super mind-opening uh, topic. 
and just something that so many people struggle with and just there's so much to learn on the topic and what the Bible says about it because the Bible does talk about it, believe it or not. Hmm. And that's been a joy uh, getting to learn about that. But yeah, that's that's my week in review. Heck yeah, dude. Call on someone. Baby. <clears throat> You're... What is up? Um, let's see. I guess it's a three a three week in review. Yeah, wow. Um, because of the miss episode You've been absent, man. Yes, yeah, yeah, man. I've been busy, busy, busy. Um, grades are on the up and up. Let's go. Right, let's get it. Unfortunately, having to to take two weeks off from the Pure Joy Project, the grades are are, are headed in the right direction. So, worth um, it. Praise the Lord for that and for hard work. Um, yeah. Other than that, man. Um blessed overall still um god is good um the family is good my friends are good um i'm in a really great place um i this past weekend um was probably one of my favorite weekends of the entire calendar year um it was our our dad's day for our fraternity um so uh being the uh for for those of you that don't know listening my dad's a butcher right um so Mm. uh he actually got to cater the dad's day tailgate barbecue festivities um so that was super super cool um and i i just kind of got to hang out with them all all weekend long um and and what a blessing my dad is um i just love him to death he's he's the greatest but um yeah it was just super 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 great um to kind of see him relax take a step away from work for the weekend and um to just kind of decompress a little bit because i knew that he needed it um i knew that he was stressed so um that was just that was just amazing um, so yeah, I, I, no complaints for me really. I love that. Man. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I, not that anyone asked, uh, my week, <laughs> Paul, 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 tell me about your week. <laughs> uh, I'm back to training, not quite at a hundred percent, but the hamstring is holding up. Uh, we have made a lot of progress. We are back to beating ourselves up every day for my sport. It's been, a, it's awesome. Uh, I've been seeing um, outside of track and field because most of my life is not involving that. I've been uh, just enjoying some incredible fellowship with just some great people um, and just seeing hearts soften all around me in uh, some guys on the golf team. I've been having, you know, breakfast, like coffee with like twice a week, Um, just some friends on my team, just like people want more. And uh, I've just been seeing some, like having some great conversations and intentionality's just been off the charts all over the place. Uh, and that's in personal intimacy, um, staying high, staying on it. It's been incredible. I'm finishing up Luke. It'll be the last of my Gospels. Um, I went in the order of Matthew, John, Mark, Luke, because I don't know, that's what the Spirit called me to. Um, and it was, uh, and it's been amazing. It's been like four or five months of pretty, very intentionally studying the Gospels. I think it was like four months now. And it's been nuts to learn the story of Jesus and experience his infinite character, like, and just see that um, and love him better the more I know about him. And then uh, a lot of new Star Wars stuff coming out. I mean, The Mandalorian! New new live action, new books, new comics, new games. Like, I've literally been enjoying that to the fullest. Just Um, geeking out. Literally just having such a blast. I mean, when it comes to knowledge of, like, a series or a story, it goes, like, Bible, Star Wars, then my own life. Like, it's actually <laughs> kind of nuts. And so, 
Um, it's been amazing. It's been a lot of fun. And so life is sweet. God is good as always. Um, and I'm here on a Thursday evening, just led an FCA Bible study or got to be a part of the leadership committee of the study. And I wasn't the only one helping lead, but, um, got to be a part of that. And then, um, hopped on the podcast with two of my best friends and I literally can't complain. I mean, here Come we are on, talking about the only thing I like talking about. That's huge. Uh, so, That's Jesus, dude, not dating. Yeah. Dating, right? Not dating, Jesus. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> not, not dating. I'm talking about the, the Pure Joy Project and what it's about. Um, and before we hop in, a uh, really cool thing. As of this last week, we just hit Spotify. Um, so Let's for go. the first time, uh, we are now on uh, Apple Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. They call it the big three in the industry, you know? <laughs> yeah, we'd know. Big industry guys. I mean, we've been yeah. in it for so long. Ten years. <laughs> uh, We're here. Yeah, we are seasoned veterans in the podcast game. And so, um, yeah. but dude, what a blessing. We're now on all these platforms and I get to search our, like our podcast and it come up and like, it truly it's, it's kind of nuts. And so yeah, God has been cool. so faithful in letting us share his word through this. And I guess we're doing a decent job. Um, pray like thankful to the spirit for guiding us in that. And so, mm. um, let's see if we do a good job of dating. We're going to try. So who wants to, who wants to intro us? Who wants to, who wants to start the convo? I think maybe we should pray first. That's huge. Can I do Come it? On, ben. Can I pray? Dude? Yeah, yeah. Paulie, get it. Paulie, get it. I would love that. Holy cow. Um, father, thank you for people. Uh, thank you that you created us and we get to love you and love each other. Um, thank you that you've called us to do so, um, to love you above all else and love each other as ourselves. Um, thank you that you guide us, Lord, and all we have to do is grow closer to you and you continue to make our path straight if we acknowledge you, um, as Proverbs 3 says. Um, Lord, we just love you so much. Thank you that we can do nothing good apart from you, um, as John 15 would say, Lord, and, that's, um, and that if we walk with you, uh, we will be fulfilled and we will be satisfied, Lord. I ask that uh, that you help us to love each other to your capacity and not our capacity. Because if we love each other to our capacity, then we failed. Um, Father, thank you for all you do and all you are and the things that you bless us with that we take for granted. Um, and guide me, Bennett and Danny, as we, uh, as we speak your truth, Lord. Um, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Paul. Of course, dude. Thanks for the chance. Yo, first question. What is the foundation of a good relationship? There's one answer, and then there's an elaborated answer. Paul, what's the one answer, the one really quick, answer just so there's no confusion? Would be Jesus Christ. Sweet. Jesus. All right, I'm Paul. I'm gonna bounce off that. So I'm so happy you started us off. <laughs> uh, I love that. <clears throat> so the foundation is. Honestly, like, that's where it all starts, which is literally so important. Hold on. I'm flipping to Matthew 7. You all want to open up? Open me. Matthew 7. You're. <clears throat> Bet. Got it. Yes. But starting it off, literally, with the foundation, right? So, the relationship has to be built upon Jesus. Otherwise, it will crumble. Paul, thank you for starting starting us off with the the, the honest answer. Those are the two words I'm best at saying, I think. Praise yeah. God. I love that. Jesus in Christ. I love that. Those are good words. <laughs> but Matthew 7, 24-27 says, Therefore, 
Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. And it fell with a great crash. Mm. So, people might be asking, like, Daniel, what... What is that foundation? How do we build it? Let me tell you. Mm. Come on. First Corinthians 3.11 is the answer. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. So if you didn't believe Paul, please believe God in First hey. Corinthians 3.11. Please believe God. The foundation is Jesus Christ. And what is that? So what does that look like? I think. Um, just moving forward from that, um, the foundation being Christ, it's got to be Bible centered. Uh, I think a huge thing with that is that the relationship isn't the main focus. Uh, the, the boyfriend, girlfriend is not the main focus. Christ is, uh, there's an analogy. I love this. It's like a triangle, right? You know, the guy and the girl at the bottom is Christ at the top. The closer they get to God, the closer they get to each other. Mm. And I love that. Like, solely focused on God, and as a result, it's just a byproduct of the pursuit of God. They grow closer together. That's the foundation. That's having Jesus as the foundation. Every, anything, any other foundation, whether it's built upon sex, whatever, whatever it may be, the flirtatious part of it, you know, edifying each other with, like, compliments and building each other up. It's good. I mean, certain parts of it are. But it will crumble. It's not the foundation built on rock. It's built mm. on sand if it's not built upon Jesus. Man. Thank you, so Danny. True. That's a great word, dude. Yeah. Um, um, I'm going to I'm gonna go right off that please, if you don't dude, mind, Paulie. Please, please, please. Um, so I'm going to jump over to 2 Timothy um, to kind of give my answer um basically the same answer as dan but from a different part in the bible here um we're over in second timothy chapter two um and in verse 22 a lot of twos there Hmm. in verse 22 it says run from anything that stimulates youthful lust instead pursue righteous living faithfulness love and peace enjoy the companionship of those who call on the lord with pure hearts Hmm. um short and sweet basically it says right here um, along with back in Danny's verse, um, put lo- put the Lord at the center of of this. Uh, I guess we call it a relationship here. It says companionship. Um, but if you're going to date, it has to be started, rooted, and built upon the Lord. It has to be built and started upon Jesus. Um, because without that, like Danny said, um, it's a house built on sand. It'll crumble. It'll fall away. It'll never last. Um, and it won't do anything good for his kingdom. Um, so... Um, yeah, so basically enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure heart. So the yeah. Lord needs to be first. Amen. Um, and as Danny said, if you don't believe us, believe God, believe Jesus, um, mm. because there's no greater guide, no greater teacher, no greater therapist, no greater anything than Jesus himself. And, uh, he says in John fifteen five that he is the vine. 
He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. Nothing. Right? Nothing truly good. Because God is good. God is light. In him there's no darkness at all. There's no flaw. He bats a thousand. Right? So apart from him, you can do nothing good. So if there is something in your relationship that does not glorify the Lord, it is not good. News flash. Right. I don't care. Or if you are don't tempted towards say. something to do, so, if you are tempted to do something that does not glorify the Lord, then it is not good. Frankly, your flesh will be so mad. You will, your flesh will be so disappointed that you didn't do such thing, but you will be so fulfilled and thankful that you did not. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, can I speak on that, dude? Uh, please, <laughs> please go. Um. So I've been dating this girl named Lindsay. For a little bit over a month now. Uh, she's the best. Everyone should get to know her. But that what what Paul just said is so true. Mm. Her and I are extremely careful, especially with physical boundaries, and we'll touch on that a little bit later on in this episode. But like me not acting upon my flesh and what I want to do, honestly, in the moment is so frustrating to me at times. Mm. And it's not it's not even me. It's my flesh going crazy at the fact that I'm not acting upon what it wants in the moment. Oh, yeah. Holy cow. And then speaking from the other end is when I've acted upon that thing in the past when it may not even be the worst thing, right? Like like what, what the world would call like, oh, that's not that bad. Like you didn't slip that far, whatever. Like it always left me feeling so empty and disgusting Mm. right and so the spirit in you convicting you praise god for that because Mm. i don't ever desire to feel like that again right whatever i have done yeah uh and so like walking in the spirit as ephesians 5 calls us to or 4 yeah no ephesians 5 right um and so walking in the spirit uh, and and like allowing Jesus and his commandments and the spirit he gave us to guide us into the things that are, as Bennett said, pure, um, that are good, right? And so just making sure that everything you do has a foundation of Jesus and that will keep you out of quote-unquote trouble in your Two relationship. Words. So, heck yeah, let's Love talk that. about boundaries. Let's do it. That's huge. Boundaries are so huge in a relationship because, holy cow, I mean, God loves marriage. Right, you could see that all over Scripture that God loves marriage and holds it highly. Um, but Ephesians five, actually, oh man, is that, four, five, and six are so heavy. I love it. Ephesians five talks about um, like how highly marriage is held in God's eyes, and uh, and like how we are to love each other like to His capacity. And so, setting boundaries and saving things for that high calling for that marriage is huge. And so let's talk about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, going off of what Paul just said and saving things for marriage. This is this may be a huge shock, but that doesn't just mean not having sex until you're married. There's other there's so many other aspects to a relationship besides sex, besides Holy the physical. Cow. I'm just gonna throw that out there if in case no one knew. There's so <laughs> many other important things hmm. to marriage. Not even just relationship, but to marriage. Besides sex, there's so many other things. 
But one of those, and I, I would just want to start our conversation off with the emotional side of it. Yes, emotional boundaries are so important, but not talked about. It's a gray area. And I had no clue about emotional boundaries until mm. somewhat recently. And I just want to talk about them a little bit. So what does that mean? To me, emotional boundaries is honestly just guarding my heart and guarding my girlfriend's heart. And what that looks like is we're very careful about talking about the future in context of marriage, certainly, but also in context of assuming that, like, we're going to be together six months down the road, a month down the road, whatever. So, like, don't take this as me being legalistic, but, like, when I'm talking about the future of our relationship, I'm pretty careful to say, like, you know, Lord willing, like, if we progress here, like, this would be great. In whatever context of the future we're talking about, like Christmas break is coming up. So talking about the logistics of us visiting each other during Christmas break since we live like three-ish hours apart. But um, just not expecting that you'll be together because you you don't know you will be until you, until you actually are at the altar, you know, getting married. So true. Um, But some scripture to back that up. Just to know it's not just coming from me. Proverbs 4.23. It says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Hmm. And if you're anything like me, my emotions run wild. I am a, just a super emotional guy. Good, happy, sad, otherwise. Um, all of my emotions are just they're really intense. And I have, to, I have to be careful with that. Because not all of that needs to be shared right away. In fact, it shouldn't be because I don't need to dump all this out of my relationship and uh, complicate things. Um, and then going over to Jeremiah seventeen nine, he writes, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Mm. So it's just taking all of my emotions in stride in whatever moment they're coming up in and just saying, Okay, here's how I feel right now. Let's take that to the Lord. Let's get some perspective on how I'm feeling. Is this true? Is it from God? Or is it my flesh reacting to whatever the situation is? Mm. Man, that's huge. And boundaries, they're so like foreign um, because like society, the world, um, culture would tell us to like go all in. I mean like like pour your whole heart into this person and and that's just not it. Right, like as wild as that would seem, like it's you're not supposed to just like go all in 100% head first into your relationship. That mm -hmm. that you are to guard your heart um, and guard theirs, and do that through through physical boundaries, through emotional boundaries, through spiritual boundaries. Right, absolutely. And so, um, looking at physical boundaries, like it's not okay. Obviously, the only thing that would technically be sin in your relationship would be sex, right? When it comes to physical stuff, but it's not like all the steps leading up to that are edifying to the Lord. So as we said earlier, they're not good. And so if we're like, if you're, I mean, whatever, like you draw the picture, making out, whatever, it's not leading anywhere good. You're not focusing on what is good and pure and holy, right? And so, like, yes, you're tempted to do so, but imagine if you, if you like, continue to grow with that person and then save those things for when you get to become one with them, 
just how much better they can be, right? So physical, physical, like the physical stuff in a relationship has no place, right? Yeah. Like I said in, in the last episode, love, like dating is a daily interview for marriage and that's it. However you go about that, treat it that way, right? That, that dating is a daily interview for marriage and that is all, right? So um, actually First Timothy 5 um, one and two would tell us not to, um, would tell us to treat people, um, encourage people as, uh, if an older man as you would a father, a younger man as you would a brother, an older woman as you would a mother and a younger woman as you would a sister in all purity, it says, right? And so, um, not that you have to treat them like you can't act like you're dating them, but like to think of them as your sister in Christ until you get to become one, right? And then, um, and then going into, um, emotional boundaries. Danny did an incredible job, right? Guard your heart, right? Don't get too caught up in the thought of being with them forever. Don't get, don't, don't try to like have their, like you have to be rooted in Christ so that your emotions, you're staying sober minded, you're rooted in your, um, and you're not being swayed by their every action. Like, yes, their, their texting is a little dry this day. It doesn't mean like you should have a bad day because of that. It has nothing to do with you and how you carry yourself, right? Because you have to be content with or without them at any point in your life, right? And then spiritual boundaries is the door we're going to open that is probably really foreign to a lot of the listeners. Mm. Um, when it comes to spiritually, like, allowing them to have their own faith and keeping it that way until marriage. Absolutely. That it is, that, that as we said, the most important thing in a relationship is that you are personally rooted in Christ, right? And so, and that they are the same. And so for you to like throw a rock in that personal intimacy with the Lord and try to bring your relationships together, like towards the Lord is really foolish until the Bible tells us we become one. Like I've mentioned six times, um, mm -hmm. that, that we become one, then your faith can be more intertwined, but you need to be, you can't be praying intimately with that person saying grace before a meal as Danny, as Danny would say that he has experience with is uh, I would say that that's even a gray line, but like you're not like sitting there praying intimately about their heart and about people they love and all these things. Um, and so praying with them and doing scripture with them um, is just really reckless. I would say really risky, right? So one of my mentors back home once told me couples that pray together, lay together. Right. And I kind of laughed at him because I'm like, well, that's a God thing. Why would that tempt you to be? But it's like, it's true that that couples that are that are intimately praying together, they're breaking down this wall um, of intimacy and they're and they are um, because the most intimate relationship we have is with our father. And so if we're doing that thing together, um, then our heavenly father, that is. So if we're doing that thing together, then we are growing in intimacy to a place we shouldn't be until we're married. And so that's a light touch on spiritual boundaries. And we don't have a whole lot of scripture on that or any because it's like everything would have to be like kind of a reach to like make that apply directly. But from personal experience in my last year long relationship mm -hmm. um, and Danny, I'm sure you could speak on this and Bennett, I'm sure you could speak on this. Like it's just not good. Not that it's technically sin, but it's just not good, mm -hmm. right? So it may not be sin, but it's not edifying to the Lord. So like, why, why do it basically? 
Yeah. So yeah, that's my that. thing. What are you thinking? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, man. I mean, you and Paul basically just 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 went ahead and knocked it out of the park for me. So I could head out right now and and this would all be <laughs> fine and dandy. But um, I'm gonna throw my two cents here. Um, when <clears throat> when I see the the question, what are good boundaries physically, emotionally, spiritually? I kind of laugh because I was always that kid. Um, like early on, late, late in middle school, early on in high school, I was always that kid, like, well, asking those questions to those older figures in the church and in FCA and ministry and all this other, other stuff, right? Like, what? okay. So like, where, where can I draw the line? Like, what if I like just hold her hand? Like when we're hanging out with friends or, or, or what if I like just kiss her on the cheek, like stuff like that. Right. I was always like, I wanted something concrete, something for sure that said, okay, Bennett, you can you can walk all the way up to this line, but once once you see the line in the sand right here, then that's all. That's all. That's it. I, I wanted something like that. Um and and the first person to kind of tell me like, hey man, like it like no means no. Like nothing is is nothing. Like look look here. Um his name was Quentin Hooks. Great guy. Um but he was like look man why do you want to walk all the way up to the fire? without touching it like dude you're like it's gonna eventually you're gonna walk too close to the fire and you're gonna burn yourself like there's no point in playing with fire no point in seeing how close you can get before it gets too hot none of that look first thessalonians uh chapter four verse three here says god's will is for you to be holy so stay away from all sexual sin it says all sexual sin then we jump down to verse seven God has called us to live holy lives, not impure lives. So I put those two together there and I say, God's will for you to be holy is, God's will is for you to be holy, sorry. So stay away from all sexual sin. God has called us to live holy lives, not impure ones. Mm. So then I say, well, look, there's that line that I've been looking for this whole time. It says all sexual sin, all of it, none of it. None of it's good for the kingdom of God. None of it glorifies him. None of it brings you closer to him or grows your relationship with him. So why do it? Why is that? Why is that even something that you want to do? Mm. Um, so there, there's my take on physical uh, boundaries there. Um, emotionally, I Jeremiah seventeen nine and Proverbs four twenty three is what I had. So I'm exactly what Danny and Paul were, were talking about there. Um, just guard your heart. Um, yeah, uh, Psalm, Psalm 119.9 in some translation. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word, right? So basically it's saying to guard your heart, root yourself in his word. Root yourself in his truth, which is the Bible. Then we will go back to reference right here in First Thessalonians where it tells us um, what God's will is for us and, um, and all over the rest of the Bible, um, how it can tell us to to keep our hearts pure and to keep ourselves rooted in Him and His love, um, and then yeah, spiritually, I um, to be honest with you, I've never <clears throat> I've never experienced um, a relationship where we really um, challenged each other spiritually, and and that's why I haven't been in a relationship um, the whole time I've been in college. Basically, um, right before I went to college, um, I I was. I don't want to say it was like in the works, but um, there was this girl that I that I really liked, um, and I and I wanted to pursue a relationship with, um, and it, it wasn't in God's will, um, and so we we didn't end up um, dating or or having a relationship. But um, that was about as close as I got to any sort of um, spiritual uh, relationship 
with with a, a sister in Christ with a woman. So um, I'm gonna let Danny and Paul kind of keep hitting on that. But um, for me, it's it's the same stuff that they touched on. Basically, just you you have to know that that each of your faiths are separate, and you are working towards the same the same goal and the same relationship with him. And in that, I'm kind of doing with my hands that triangle motion that Dan was talking about earlier. Um, in that, that will bring you guys together um, as you are working towards God. Um, so uh, I think Whitney Arthur, actually, she was talking to me or to somebody about it, and I overheard it. And she's, she described it as like running a marathon, right? So there's all these people at the start line. And when the horn goes off, excuse me, I keep getting hiccups. When the horn goes off, People take off at their different paces, right? You got the professional runners in the back. You got the or professional runners in the front, amateurs in the back, right? Everybody kind of spreads out as the race is being run. Um, but she explained it to me. as like at a certain point, you look over and you realize you're running at the same pace as somebody else. And then you're able to run that race and finish that race together. Um, and, and that's really what uh, a relationship rooted on Christ is like, right? So you focus on your race first. Um, and, and as you're running that race, um, if you notice that somebody falls into cadence with you and, and, and seems to be running in stride with you, um, then, then you can kind of start working your way um, towards the Lord together through that. Um, and so that's what, that's what a relationship rooted in Christ kind of looks like um, visually to me. I don't know if that makes any sense, but mm, that's good. Um, so, yeah, so that, that's kind of, my two cents but yeah that's a good word ben i i like what you're talking about about like the heart you know we've all touched on it because it's it all is deeper than just you know what it appears on the surface there's a heart behind it mm. and that's it all like all of them all three of like these different boundaries you know physical emotional spiritual they all go back to the heart what's the heart behind it you know like some people draw the line at kissing. Ah, we're not going to kiss. Okay, okay. You know, that's fine. Like, draw that boundary. Do what you want to do. But what's, wait, what's the heart behind that? Like, are you pursuing God or are you acting out of fear there? Okay. But, like, then, like, do you need to be kissing? Like, there's a lot of gray areas because, like, if, I am, if I'm kissing someone, like, what's the heart behind that? Am I doing it for my own personal, like, pleasure and satisfaction? Or is it, like, out of affection and showing love? Right. So there's a bunch of different nuances with all of these things. And, like, Bennett, you, you posed an interesting question that I, I picked up on and that I liked. Because um, I think a lot of people ask it uh, with physical boundaries. It's like, well, like, why is that desire there? Well, the desire is there because that's how we were made. That's how God made us. We're made to be sexual beings. Like, and that's not a bad thing. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to shy away from saying it because it's the truth. Um, that God created us, God created these desires, and desire isn't inherently bad. And I just want, I want everyone to hear that because, like, there's so much shame just beating over everyone's head about, ah, don't do this, the desire is bad, don't even think about it. Mm. The desire is not a bad thing. Acting upon that desire outside of marriage is. That's a bad thing. It's destructive to the body, it's destructive to the soul, and the Bible touches on that. Mm. But um, I wanted to go to 1 Corinthians 6.13, you know, it says, you say food for the stomach and the stomach for food, and God will destroy them both. The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord mm. and the Lord for the body. Right? Our body is the temple of the Lord, right? The Holy Spirit housed within our flesh. 
but the end of this, the, and the Lord for the body. The Lord is for your body. Your body is not a bad thing. You were created fearfully and wonderfully in God's image. You know, Imago Dei gets back into Latin. We're all created in God's image, and God sees us as beautiful and wonderful. He takes pride in his craftsmanship in your body. And so don't be ashamed of that. You know, I think there's a, there's a walk, and I think it's important to have someone pouring into each person in the relationship separately so they're being held accountable in their pursuit of, you know, all of these different boundaries. But don't don't act out of fear because it's not like none of these things are talked about all that often other than don't do this, don't do that. Right. There's a lot of there's a lot of gray area mm-hmm. and there's a lot of room to grow and a room to learn and to get to know each other as well. But a lot of words coming out but just ultimately like don't be afraid to learn don't be afraid to make mistakes like mistakes happen nothing is perfect outside of eden and heaven and eden is no longer here on this earth yeah um the like people would tell you any any um like faithfully walking married couple uh with the lord would tell you that sex is a beautiful thing uh and that uh, proverbs 5 would tell us that the lord delights whenever we're satisfied um, physically by our, by our partner in marriage, um, for the rest of our life. Right. And so not to shy away from like the truth of that. I love that Danny, how bold you are with that because that's huge. Um, that like, obviously we're made that way and like lust, lust is a thing and lust is addressed in the Bible often. And so like we like first John, um, if I did not plan this, wow. Uh, first John five, um, four and five would say that the only one um, so it's, I'll just read it. Um, let's see. Mm, got it. Uh, for everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the son of God and like walks like they believe that because the way that we show our belief in that, as it says in first John five, two, um, we know that we love God, um, because we obey his commandments. Right. And so, um, so like the only way to overcome those temptations is to love the Lord and, and like, and to be real with that, uh, have an intimate relationship with the Lord and let him be your, your center of everything and let whoever you're pursuing or whoever is your, your significant other be an accent of that. Like let, let everything be an overflow of the heart you have for the Lord, um, in your relationship with them. And then you will yeah. see the incredible fruits down the line. If you if you do so, so we've unintentionally transitioned into how to date properly, um, which is which is good because that's the lo- the last of what we want to cover in this episode is just like a baseline for how to date in a way that glorifies the Lord. And yeah. so, um, what do we got? Ben, what are you what are you feeling in this? Um, I actually I went back to um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's on online with this but i was actually what was on my heart was i went back to proverbs 4 um and i actually went right right back before proverbs four twenty three, where we're talking about guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life um we go back to verse 20 my child pay attention to what i say listen carefully to my words don't lose sight of them let them penetrate deep into your heart for they bring life to those who find them mm. and healing to their whole body um so I guess unintentionally it it ties back into where Paul was saying let um to to be in relationship and to be um together uh 
in an overflow of God's love for you to, to act um, with one another as an overflow of God's love for you rather. Mm. Um, and that's, that's really just the root of it. Um, I'll let you guys run with some more while I try to dig up some more scripture on it, but that's mm. where my heart just was actually. So Heck yeah. Um, first yeah. Uh, I'll say um, we've kind of already touched that like, that like relationships are good and can be good. Like Genesis two eighteen says that it's not good that man should be alone. So God made a helper to 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 be fit for them. Um, yeah. And then, but First Corinthians seven um, eight and nine would tell us that uh, it says now to be unmarried um, to the widows. I say it is good for them to stay unmarried as I do. This is Paul writing this. But if they cannot control themselves and their lusts, they should marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion for another. Right. So. Not all of us are going to get, not, not everybody is going to get married. Um, but it is, um, it is the Lord's will for us to be the most productive we can for him. And for most people that is marriage, right? And so going on from that, um, before you marry, you have to date basically in, in 99% of cultures, um, (laughs) you have to date the person before you marry them. Right. And so, um, dating biblically is, has so little to do with each other and so much to do with your intimate faith outside of your relationship. Mm. And so um, if you look at the other person and you see that they have habitual sin in their life in any way, or they are, um, or they're carrying these, like these burdens with them that they haven't let go of because of their relationship with the Lord. Like uh, Luke sixteen ten would tell us that, <clears throat> excuse me, um, that if you're faithful in little things, you'll be faithful in large ones. And if you're dishonest in little things, you won't be honest when given greater responsibility. So if he's not faithful in his own walk, how is he supposed to be faithful in leading you? Right? If we're not faithful in our own walks, how are we supposed to be faithful in leading a woman? A woman. Emphasis on woman, not girl. Somebody who is mature. Somebody who is worthy of being led. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Um, to see like somebody has to be faithful in their relationship and their own temptations before you can be brought into the mix, right? And then Luke six forty five um, would tell us that that a good a good person out of the out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks, right? So an overflow of the heart, as we keep going back to. That it is that it that everything that we do is an overflow of the heart. Proverbs four twenty three: Guard your heart with all diligence, from um, for from it flow the springs of life. Right. In other translations, out of it all else flows. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you look at Matthew seven seventeen eighteen. Right. A good tree produces good good fruit. A bad tree mm-hmm. produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. Right. So if you are rooted truly in the Lord, you will not produce bad fruit. Right. And so the reason that I that I relate that to being rooted in the Lord is because John fifteen five, as I mentioned earlier, Jesus calling himself the true vine. He says, yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. And apart from me, you can do nothing. Right. And so um, that your relationship and doing it biblically is about you being more in love with Jesus than the person you're dating. And then everything, and then you will walk in the spirit apart from that, and it will carry you in leading them well and staying pure. And, and it's all to do with your intimacy with the Lord outside of that. 
So I love that. So my fix all in in how to date well and edif- and be glorifying to the Lord is be more in love with Jesus than that person. Mm. And then and then I'm not gonna give a checklist. I'm not gonna give like three steps to biblical dating. I'm gonna give one step, and that's fall more in love with with the Lord daily, and let them be second. Yo, if we were in the YouTube game, we would clickbait that so hard. That's facts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was just looking at uh, Philippians, um, and I'm in chapter two here. Um, and we are in the first and second verses of chapter two. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any comfort from his love, any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Um, I think that... Um, that, that section, um, in Philippians there's titled having the attitude of Christ. But, um, Mm. when I look at that deeper, um, I see, um, that's kind of a a good overarching, um, guideline, I I guess you could call it, um, for what dating, uh, in a, like a Christian relationship looks like, right. Um, having encouragement from belonging to Christ, comfort from his love, fellowship together in the spirit tender hearts and compassion um, and agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose um, and, and using all of those things to glorify him. Um, and I, I think that, that, that does it. I was going to touch on uh, Matthew seven, uh, 17 through 18 that Paul was talking about uh, the, the trees with good fruits and the trees with bad fruits. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's huge in dating as well. Um, just that, that a good tree won't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So um, just be mindful. Um, don't, I mean, practically, um, if, you, if you see somebody who, like Paul was saying, has habitual sin and, and um, doesn't set those, those uh, Christ-like boundaries in their lives and, and, um, and doesn't walk with him and, and um, all of those things, then, then steer clear of, of a relationship um, with, that, with that person. Um, find a woman who, uh, woman or man who, um, is rooted in Christ, walks with him faithfully every day and, um, and loves him, loves him more than anything else. Like Paul was saying. And that's, uh, yeah. Danny, wrap us up. Absolutely. A few things I want to talk about. Um, so all this goes to say, and I don't, I don't want this to get twisted at all that. The relationship and marriage is not the end-all, be-all. Paul's talking about how everyone's not going to get married, and that's okay, because marriage is not the ultimate. God is. All right, marriage is not going to fulfill you. Marriage is not going to bring you just this profound happiness that is better than what God will give you. Marriage is, marriage is good. Marriage is a very good thing. God's better. Always. Always. But with that, the, like, and... We've been talking about, like, not finding someone or pursuing someone that has just, like, blatant habitual sin in their life. And, you know, that takes a certain level of knowing someone to be able to see that in general. But with some introspection there, too, look at yourself. Look at your own heart. Are you struggling with habitual sin? Whatever it might be, are you carrying baggage from a past relationship or trauma earlier on in your life? If you are, first off, that's okay. Find help. But most problems in a marriage, and this is not, I'm quoting this from multiple sermons and books, but most 
problems in marriage are not actual marriage problems. They're problems that weren't addressed in singleness. Mm. And they're baggage that you carry in with you. And this is the same thing through dating because singleness, dating, marriage, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a line. You know, it's a progression. And these are all things that you can work through primarily in singleness. But then in dating, you know, you can pursue marriage by starting this foundation, by having these emotional boundaries. You know, there's all these different different good practices that should be implemented into a dating relationship that's biblical and Christ-founded that should lead towards a biblical and Christ-founded marriage, you know. Mm. Um, but I think part of that is also finding someone that's equally yoked, you know, that's kind of Christianese for someone who is hmm. on just on the same path. You know, Bennett talked about someone who's running as the same pace at the same pace as you. And that's not saying that you have to find someone that has the same head knowledge of Christ that you do, that has this many verses memorized and knows this much scripture and prays this many times a day. It's someone that loves the Lord about the same amount that you do, you know, and that's that you can't put a number to that. There's no, you know, put it in a test tube mm. and get a scientific result. It's like, does this person love Jesus? Mm. Is this person going to promote my walk with Jesus? Not together, but separately. And so, you know, one day, God willing, that we end up with the altar making a covenant to each other before mm. God. Is that what you're finding? And in, in 2 Corinthians 6.14 addresses this. It says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? All right, I'm not a big fan. I call it uh, mission dating. Right? Dating, I'm not a big fan of dating a non-believer if you claim to know Christ. Flirt to convert, baby. Yeah. I mean, a little, little bit different. But regardless, because um, it's so much easier to be pulled, like, imagine pulling someone up from a cliff. This is the common analogy used. It's so much easier to be pulled down from that cliff than it is to hoist someone up. And and that's the truth of it, you know? Like, bad company perverts good character. And I firmly believe that. Like, there needs to be an agreement upon the foundation. The foundation has to be Christ. That can't be a one-way thing. There needs to be an agreement upon boundaries. Boundaries can't be a one thing. It can't be like, I feel like we should do this, 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 and this. And the other person's like, all right, great. There needs to be a, a dual-sided input there. You know, it's it's not a, it's not tyranny. You know, it's not, this isn't a tyrannical relationship. It shouldn't be. There has to be equal effort from both sides. Now, granted, men, you should be leading the relationship spiritually. You're not in marriage. And that doesn't mean you need to be sharing every detail of your faith and your walk with Christ with your girlfriend or ladies, vice versa, with your boyfriend. But men, practice leading well. What does that look like? How do, what does it look like to point that that girl towards, that, excuse me, that woman towards Christ? Mm. What does it look like to be guarding her heart, to be pursuing Christ over her so that you can lead her well through the overflow of what Christ is doing in your life? That's you. all right. And all of this can be done without fear. Like, we don't have because you're going to mess up. I'm, I've messed up so many times. I mess up daily. But there's no fear because of who Jesus is. All right? Perfect love casts out fear. That's what the Bible says. And Christ loves us perfectly. We get to love others because 
he first loved us, as First John says. In light of the cross, that's where all the sin is. All right, all the sin yesterday, all the sin five minutes ago, all the sin three years from now. It's all on the cross. Walk in light of that. Because of the resurrection, there's hope. Your sin was born on the cross. Jesus took it. Walk in freedom from that. Mm. Never forget that. along the way, Second um, Corinthians twelve nine tells us that his grace is sufficient for us and his power is made perfect in our weakness. And he will use your shortcomings when you fail to lead, when you fail to have intimacy with him, when you when you slip and fall, that he will use those things. So do not walk in fear and walk giving him 100% of your effort and and he will continue to refine you as uh as first peter would tell us um that he continues to refine you and that he will use you let's go wow biblical dating that's the beginning this is not the end of our conversation with this part one and i am so excited to continue to dive into this because i'm learning as you're learning as we're learning um and it's just incredible let's learn together um anyone want to give a give a fancy little outro yeah, oh hit hit that button, Paul.